This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, Rob Fay Nation can't slow down. It's gonna go. What is going on? I'm Rob Fay. Welcome to your Friday edition of Sports Bar Radio. It is the 24th day of September. We are now officially in autumn or fall, depending on whatever you call it. And I hope this podcast finds you well. We got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about golf. We're going to get into the NBA and who you think might be the MVP heading into the upcoming season. We will talk about the Blue Jays and the scorching red hot Seattle Mariners, both vying for one of those two playoff spots and so much more. Hell, we're going to go coast to coast and talk about all seven Canadian NHL teams. We'll give you news from Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, and yes, here in Vancouver. And that is where we will start. If you are on Canuck Twitter, or if you're a media member, you're not going to like where I'm going to go with the lead here today because i got to be honest with you, I see a trend that is formulating yet again, and I think we got to stop it. Let me get you to this one story that rises above everybody else. Let me get you to the lead. We've scoured the globe for the stories that matter to you. Okay, well, let's be honest, Rob picks most of the stories, so maybe they matter more to him? Anyways, pull up a chair and let our bartender pour you a cold one because there's a lot going on in your world today. Okay, so day two of the Vancouver Canucks training camp is now in the books out in Abbotsford. And uh, you know what? You can already start to see the storylines emerging. Yes, there is no Quinn Hughes. And yes, there is no Elias Pettersson. And there are going to be some players that emerge on a number of different fronts. Some are going to surprise you with how good they are, how fast they are, how strong and tough they are. And that'll be great. But Vancouver Canuck fans and the media have an uncanny knack to do something that I just kind of shake my head at. And I don't know if I've even been guilty of this in the past, probably, but you see it formulating already. Every year, there seems to be that one guy, the one guy that we can poke fun at, the one guy that we can take shots at, and really, it's happened year after year. So previously, most recently, Jake Vertanen, who always seemed to show up at camp out of shape, it was maybe Louis Erickson, who after everybody else left the ice, was able to pot a couple of quote, empty net goals. But this year, once again, our human nature as Canuck fans shows its ugly face. One day, and already people are taking their shots at Ole Ulevi. Now, Ole Ulevi is one of those Vancouver Canuck players that continues to have this potential and continues to miss hitting that potential. And now all of a sudden, he's 26 years, he's five years past his draft year, and it is time for Ole Ulevi to go. But here he is, hunched over, actually more than hunched over. He was at a fetal position at training camp after a bag skate, and people went in. Everybody took their shots at Ole Ulevi because unlike the other players who were just hunched over, Ole Ulevi was flat out on the ground. It looked like he had been hit from a sniper that was on the roof. But here's the problem with this, is now that Jake Vertanen is gone, now that Louis Erickson is gone, and now that some of these bumbling contracts that Jim Benning had signed over the past couple of years finally exited stage left, we are left with a void. We are left with a void of who is going to be that guy. That guy that we can rip, that guy that we can poke fun at, laugh at on Canuck Twitter, do whatever it takes to get a couple of chortles, maybe some retweets and some likes. 
I feel bad for Ole Ulevi because Ole Ulevi fits the profile of who could be the next guy. And it's unfair. It's unfair just because he hasn't hit his potential. But you know what? Not everybody does. And the fact that he is still with this organization five years later, the fact that he has not been called a, quote, bust, and the fact that we still have him at camp trying to make this team and probably will make this team, some flowers bloom later than others. But I sit back and I can see it happening already. The Canuck Twitter, the media, all lining up, ready to take their shots. And I'm not saying that they're taking shots that he's not a good hockey player, but you need that one guy that you can kind of rib and take shots at. And Ole Ulevi is far too easy a target. I'm just saying, I know what this Vancouver Canuck fan base is. It's passionate. It is vocal. It is knowledgeable. They know their shit. But make no mistake about it. There is a void right now heading into this season of a guy that we can all take our jabs at. And my only hope is that it is not Ole Ulevi. Because I think there's something there and I still believe that he can be an effective NHL player and I would hate to see him get dragged through the mud like so many players before him simply because he didn't live up to your expectation. All right, let's get into the rest of it. We're going to talk the NHL. We're going to talk Major League Baseball. Just a week and a half left in the regular season. 3-0 and is Carolina Panthers' Sam Darno, who was a bust, according to some. When it came time to anoint the next generation of NFL quarterbacks, he is letting everybody know that he is more than just a kid out of USC. And we will get into all of it. Ryder Cup is underway. We're going to talk about so many sports that we house in that one room, that one part of this sports bar where you know you can find all of it. Let me get you into the VIP room. You knew tonight was going to be a good night, didn't you? Guys, the ladies don't want you wasting their time, so get to the point. 10 topics, 10 minutes. Hold on to your drinks because we're about to bring you the entire world of sports before the DJ can pull out the vinyl for his next set. Welcome to the VIP room. Okay, so let's get into all seven Canadian NHL teams. I'm going to start on the east. I'm going to make my way across the mountains into Vancouver last, but let me get you updated with all seven Canadian NHL teams. Let me start in La Belle Provence with the Montreal Canadiens, where there was a little optimism that Carey Price wouldn't miss the entire training camp for the Canadiens as he's dealing with that offseason knee surgery. But rumor has it it might be a little longer than expected. With opening night set for October the 13th, there was hope that he would be able to play in at least one of those games. Their final preseason game is October the 7th, but because he won't be able to practice with the team for a while, it could be one of those things where they keep him out right through that final game, and his first game action could be an NHL regular season game. He's not the only guy that people are looking at right now when it comes to the injury bunk, as it looks like Mike Hoffman is injured. And the injury caught the Canadiens by surprise. Apparently Hoffman, according to The Athletic, did something in his final skate at home before coming to Montreal. He got to Montreal, told the training staff he got some treatment when he arrived, but it looks as if he is in fact hurt again, and they are not optimistic that he will be ready for opening night. Brennan Gallagher is not with the team, but that is for different reasons. He's got a family situation that he's dealing with. He should be back soon. So, no Hoffman, no Gallagher, no Carey Price. All eyes focusing right now on Tyler Toffoli, Suzuki, Caulfield, and basically a team that got a lot farther than many people thought and are now looking to take that final step. But instead of Montreal looking to take that final step by going out and signing a big free agent with the void of Jesperi Kokaniemi, they're looking for somebody from their system. 
to step up and try to find a way onto this team. So look to names like Poling, Suzuki, Evans, Caulfield, and Romanov, and if you stretch it out, Norlander. There is a lot of youth within this organization, and I think they're going to get their opportunity to step to the forefront for the 2021-2022 season. Okay, to the nation's capital, and the Ottawa Senators are a team that wasn't on the right side of the playoff ledger, but I think there's many of us who assume within a year or two they could be. And one of the biggest problems in Ottawa is the expectation of the fan base who wants them to build on what last year showed at one point. And the question is, do they have the goaltending to do it? There is no doubt that Matt Murray is not what this organization thought they were going to get from him, so there are questions there. The defense is going to need to step up as well. Michael Delzato, Nikita Zaitsev getting ripped for maybe not being as good as they had hoped as well. Those of us here in Vancouver know about Michael Delzato, but what you can say is that there is still upside for Nikita Zaitsev, and they paired him in Ottawa with Thomas Shubat, and that actually was a good thing for Zaitsev. So the numbers got better, the goal numbers were strong, but there were still challenges on the back end for the Ottawa Senators. But when it comes to Senators fans, it is all eyes on Tim Stutzla, who with Chris Tierney and Connor Brown look really good on a first line. This is going to be DJ Smith's go-to trio if they're going to try and score some points and keep things out of the back of their own net. Stutzla apparently used his summer big time to work on his conditioning, uh, saying that his rookie season was great, but he was carrying a little too much weight on his six-foot frame. Also adding, quote, I was at 200 pounds at the end of the season, and I kind of felt a little bit slower. I tried to put some muscles on and less fat, and that's what I've done. Right now, the weight that I'm at, I feel really comfortable. I'm way stronger than I was a year ago. The Senators training camp roster has Stutzla listed at 190 pounds, and some are projecting the second-year player to hit somewhere in the 25-goal range. All training camp for the Toronto Maple Leafs is also underway, and yes, there are top six opportunities, and Austin Matthews' status is obviously front and center for everybody. The forward combinations on day one at training camp had Marner, Ritchie, and Adam Brooks. That's the first line combination. Michael Bunting, John Tavares, and Josh Hosang on the second line. Mikheyev, Kerfoot, and Nylander on the third line. Now, that'll get the media buzzing because, again, you've still got a good core here. This is a team that can still, believe it or not, get somewhere in the postseason. I know, I'm such a Leafs fan, aren't I? Uh, but here's the good news. If you are a Leafs fan, Austin Matthews was on the ice. He was with the first of two groups bright and early at 10 a.m. along with everybody else, and he worked through 20 minutes of hard skating. No pucks. It was just straight conditioning as he tries to work his way back from wrist surgery that he had in August. And the Leafs are optimistic that Matthews will be in the lineup opening night against Montreal. All right, let's bring you into Manitoba. Winnipeg has uh, a pretty good understanding of where they are as an organization and where their core is. Connor Hellebuck said it best this past week. He says, quote, We know we're not getting any younger. Now is our time. And the Jets have a lot of reason to be optimistic. Nate Schmidt is in camp doing a lot of the same things that he did in Vancouver just a year ago enthusiasm, joy, bringing everybody all together. But whether it's Schmidt, Brendan Dillon, or perhaps reaching another gear for Pierre-Luc Dubois, this is go time for Connor Hellebuck's Winnipeg Jets. And there's not a lot of room when it comes to their top six. Connor Kyle, Mark Shifley, and Blake Wheeler, that is their top line right now. But a pretty good second pairing with Andrew Kopp, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Nick Ehlers, Paul Stastny, Adam Lowry, and Christian Veselainen as the third line. This is a team that is super deep. They've got a lot of options here. But again, those first two lines, Paul Maurice isn't going to do a whole lot with those. 
Defensively, the top pairing was Nate Schmidt and Josh Morrissey. Brandon Dillon and Neil Pionk also probably going to get a little time on both the penalty kill and the power play. And when it comes to Connor Hollebuck in the goaltending, you got to think that a guy that has that frame of mind, understanding that the window is closing on the core for this organization, he's going to step up in a big way. This is a team that I think of all seven in Canada might be the one that can go the furthest. I think they'll finish with the top point total. I think they will actually be a force in the postseason. And I really believe that the Jets have a one-two punch in goal, that they are going to be able to take a little bit of pressure off of Connor Hellebuck and he might have one of his best seasons in recent memory which is saying something. All right, off we go to Alberta. Let's talk about the Calgary Flames. There were some off-season changes for Bradtree Living and the Flames. 63 players invited to training camp, 14 are regulars from last year's roster, and six skaters who appeared in at least one game. So yes, there are a lot of new faces here for Calgary, even without their former captain, Mark Giordano, who went to Seattle. This is a team that I don't think is going to get very far this year. And again, you can hold me to it, but with Daryl Sutter at the helm and for a team that is looking for an identity, I just don't know if this team's going to be able to get over the hump. Some players dealing with injuries currently, like Johannes Kinval, who had a pretty tough injury during rookie camp and is now listed as week to week, or a couple of players that are coming off injuries like Noah Hannafin, Sean Monahan, who are progressing ahead of schedule according to some after off-season surgeries, but will not be at 100% to start the season. Well, when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers, it is one question, goaltending. But as much as people are going to focus on the crease, I think what they've done in front of their goaltending situation is going to make Edmonton even more formidable. They've got a completely overhauled defense, and you've got Duncan Keith, Cody Ceci, Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, and even though they lost Ethan Bear, I still think Dave Tippett's got a lot to work with. Let's not forget Tyson Berry and Chris Russell as well. Here's a number that they're going to have to improve on. Lowering the goals against has been a major trouble spot for the Oilers over the last couple of years. Oilers had a minus 32 differential at 5-on-5 five five and improved it to a minus 1 last season and now have an opportunity to get that number out of the red and do some big things. If you think of what they've got up front and if they can get that 5-on-5 five five differential above the equator, Edmonton is going to be a force in their division. And finally, in Vancouver, you cannot take your eyes off the fact that two of their franchise players are not in camp right now. But I also think the absence of Tyler Mott will be felt. He's going to go, according to general manager Jim Benny, to rehab. And he said, quote, we'll see where he's at here in the next three weeks. Can't imagine that Mott's going to start the season for Vancouver, which I think because of their depth isn't going to be the worst thing. But you do want to get Mott and that grit back into the lineup as soon as possible. Uh, an interesting tidbit coming from the club the other day that a majority of the Canuck players are already vaccinated, but the club is yet to get to 100%, but they are trying to get to that full 100% vaccination rate by the start of the season, calling it a priority. Okay, let's switch to baseball. Toronto Blue Jays right now skidding at the wrong time. They've lost two in a row. They're back down to 5-5 five and five in their past 10. And right now, running out of games. They have played 153 of 162 games. So they are right now just one game out of a wild card spot. Boston and the Yankees right where they need to be trying to fend off Toronto who's one game back, Seattle, who are two games back, and Oakland, who is hanging by a thread at four games back. Those are the only teams that can clinch a playoff spot. Everybody else has been eliminated. Oakland has lost four in a row. I would assume they're done, but Seattle, the Mariners, have won five games in a row, are as hot as a pistol, 
and very much in the conversation. Now, the Yankees of the four teams that we mentioned, Boston, New York, Toronto, and Seattle, they have the hardest schedule, but the Toronto Blue Jays and Yankees will play each other in a three-game series in Toronto just days from now. That, I would assume, is going to decide which one of those two teams is going to put themselves in a position to punch their ticket to the playoffs. But Seattle, I can't take my eyes off of them because when you get this hot right now, getting ready to take on the Angels, who are a well below 500 team, you got an opportunity. Tonight, it's Logan Gilbert, 6-5 with a 4-7-4 ERA going for the Mariners, opposite Jose Suarez, 7-8 on the season with a 3.67 ERA. As for Toronto, still in Minnesota out at Target Field, it'll be former Minnesota twin Jose Barrios, 7-5 with a 3.48 ERA, opposite Bailey Ober, 2-3 with a 4.34 ERA. He's got 90 strikeouts and just 19 walks this season in 87 innings of work. This Minnesota Twins team are one of those teams that got nothing to play for and is definitely a speed bump for the Toronto Blue Jays. That said, Bailey Ober has struggled against Toronto. Pitched against them just a couple of days ago, a 6-2 defeat to Toronto, and uh, that included a three-run home run from Teoscar Hernandez. Well, to the NFL, the Thursday nighter in the books, which means we can now focus on the Sunday card. Week three in the NFL looking pretty good. Falcons and Giants, two teams that are winless. Both these teams with many a struggle. Atlanta has allowed 40 points per game this season. It is the most in the National Football League. Kansas City Chiefs looking to go to 2-1 and one as they take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Kansas City has won 31 of their last 35 games against AFC West opponents. Bears and Browns. Bears quarterback Justin Fields going to make his first NFL start. 1-1 one one Bears taking on the 1-1 one one Browns. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to try to do something that they haven't been able to do in 17 games, and that is win a game. They are taking on the 2-0 Arizona Cardinals, and Jacksonville has lost six straight by at least 10 points. Buffalo at home to take on Washington's football team. Both of those sides wanted one. Buffalo has won seven of their past eight against Washington. And the Raiders looking to move to 3-0 as they take on the Miami Dolphins at home. Miami have won seven of their past eight against the Raiders. Seattle Seahawks looking to get back on the winning side of the football ledger after that overtime loss. Taking on the 0-2 Vikings, Seattle have won six straight against Minnesota. And Tom Brady going to take on the Rams. Well, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers going to take on the Rams. Battle of unbeaten teams. Tom Brady's first career game in Los Angeles. Imagine that. And very quickly, just as I don't even think I touched on the Thursday nighter, Panthers got past the Texans 24-9. 3-0 are the Carolina Panthers. That is the first time they have done that since 2015, and that just happened to be the year that they went to the Super Bowl. And earlier today, U.S. team taking a 3-1 lead after the first session at the Ryder Cup. Highlight for the United States was Patrick Cantley and Olympic gold medalist Sander Shifley, who were each Ryder Cup rookies winning their first five holes thumping Rory McIlroy and Ian Poulter 5-3. And, and the odds in Las Vegas are out as to who will be the upcoming MVP of the NBA. And right now, the favorite is Giannis Antetokounmpo, coming off his championship, obviously. And right behind him is Kevin Durant. After taking a full year off to recover from that torn Achilles, Durant was nasty this past year. Nearly 27 points a game, 7 boards a game. And if he can stay healthy, playing more than 35 games that he did last year, I don't know if I would bet against Kevin Durant. I know that Giannis is the guy right now, but I still think that Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. By the way, LeBron 
He's not in the top three, according to Las Vegas. All right, let's put a bow on this show. Once again, another update getting you into the weekend. So there's a lot of stuff that we'll get to back on Monday. Uh, we got a couple of interviews lined up for next week as well. But my thanks to Jay Swing, my producer extraordinaire, brother from another. Get this guy back to Rogers Arena. You know what I'm talking about. Enough of the nonsense. Let's let this guy play some music. It's what he does better than anybody else in the city. My thanks to everybody at Equity Guru. My thanks to Chris Perry, Galen, JP Chung, Asan, and the irreplaceable Priscilla Choi. I am Rob Fay. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe, be healthy, and I will meet you back here on Monday for another edition of Sports Bar Radio. Have yourself a great day. Sports Bar Radio was brought to you by Equity Guru, investment information for the new generation. Visit us at equity.guru and let's make some money together. Please note, any mention of companies on this podcast is part of a promotional campaign, and the information you hear should be a part of extensive due diligence. As well, always get advice from an accredited financial advisor before you make any investment decision. Protect yourself. This segment is brought to you by The Gaming Stadium, Canada's pioneering leaders in online esports tournaments, specializing in tools for league operators, tournament streaming, venue management, and community building. TGS has become a global leader in esports events, sponsorship, and production. With regular online tourneys for Fortnite, Rainbow Six, Call of Duty, Rocket League, and more, visit www.thegamingstadium.com to sign up and play. For investor information, check out the ticker symbol TGS.